All right, lead heads, welcome back to the Nordic Components Talking Lead Podcast. This is episode 180. That's right, we're only 20 away from 200. As you guys uh, found out from our 150th episode, we gave away some great prizes, so get ready for 200 because it's going to be even bigger. And uh, this week, to help us move us along to our 200th episode, Got a special guest, and he's brought some friends with him. We've got our good buddy Nick Atkinson with the Cobalt Kinetic Shooting Team. Nick, welcome in, buddy. Yes, sir. Glad to be here again. Glad to have you, man. Have Have you got the mustache back yet? Has it grown? Oh, back? you know what? It's about a month away from greatness. Just in time for shot. <laughs> my boy, my boy. I've got I've got something for you at shot too for that. Uh, I'm not sure. I like the sound of that. Yeah, you're you're gonna like it. You're gonna like it. You probably heard me mention them on the show before. It's the Fat Bottom Beard Company. Oh yeah. So I've got some product for your manliness, there, bro. Excellent. <laughs> so introduce uh, who you brought on the show with you. Okay, so uh, tonight we were going to talk about some hunting, uh, and uh, we have Rich Ishihara from Ultimate Night Vision. Since we're all hunting with thermals and night vision uh, these days, and uh, Zane Runyon. Uh, he's, uh, one of my hunting buddies that hunts on team Beastmaster and he's got, uh, all the property that we hunt. Very nice. Welcome in guys. Uh, Thank you. To be here. Pleasure to have you. And you just, you just mentioned it, uh, Nick Beastmaster. Um, I've kind of been dropping some hints to our listeners and our followers that, uh, you, you guys have a new, uh, channel, new YouTube channel that you're starting and you're calling it Beastmaster. And it's going to be, obviously, hunting-related. But more than that, you guys are bringing in the night hunting to the mix, which is awesome. Yeah, it, uh, it's, there's a lot, of, uh, a lot of footage out there of thermal and night vision stuff. Uh, in fact, Rich has been responsible for uploading a lot of that into YouTube. But I felt like there wasn't really something that put together, like hunting episodes, you know, and use the thermal and night vision kind of thing. So that's kind of the vision, and that's the way I want to take it. Um, right now, there's not a lot of content posted, but we're getting there. The Well, you just started, you know? So, yeah, yeah. You know, you know, I mean, the channel's fired time. up. The uh, the channel's fired up and have just a couple of videos going just so you get an idea of the type of footage that uh, is going to be on it. And uh, the Facebook is blowing and going, and we're getting there. But we've got uh, we've got some... Some more to talk about on that, but first I want to go ahead and thank our guest from last week's episode, Sven, Sven Johnson from Manicore Arms. Appreciate him being on. Uh, the guys from Nikon, it was um, Jake, and Jake, uh, I get him and Ben mixed up. Jake Myers is with Nikon Sports, and then Ben Bachmeyer is the Remington Outdoor AAC. And uh, that was during our visit to the Big Three East. And appreciate those guys being on. If you guys hadn't listened to the episode yet, go back to uh, 179 and uh, listen to that episode. It was a great episode. Uh, also during that episode, I had mentioned that yours truly, Left Hand, uh, has been featured in a major book publication. Oh, It's yeah. called We the People, and it's by Ben Philippi. Not Felipe, which I mispronounce it, but it's Ben Philippi. And uh, to talk about that book 
we're going to go ahead and uh, bring this interview that I did earlier into the show, and uh, it's with Ben to talk about We the People. So enjoy this, and we'll be right back and uh, going to talk about some Beastmasters. Nordic Components is an American-owned manufacturing company proud to produce quality products right here in the USA. As a company, we continually invest in our manufacturing capabilities to ensure that all of our products are the highest quality and most efficiently produced parts available. The Nordic Components business consists of two segments, manufacturing and sales. Our manufacturing business works to provide custom machine components for a variety of applications with our specialty being firearm components. The sales business produces lines of branded firearm accessories to enhance and elevate the shooting experience. We are a company owned and operated by individuals devoted to shooting sports, and many of us shoot competitively. We attend and sponsor a number of events around the country each year where we listen to you, the consumer, and are proud to say that all of our firearm components are a direct result of your input. As a firearms accessory provider, our aim is simple. Provide shooting enthusiasts with innovative products of uncompromising performance and reliability. Nordic Components. Check us out at nordiccomp.com. All right, Leadheads, and now it's time to talk to our buddy Ben Felipe. And uh, Ben, as you guys heard me talk talk about in the last episode, he is the author of We the People, in which yours truly has been featured. Ben, welcome in, buddy. Hey, left hand. Great to be here. Yes, Thanks sir. Glad to have you, man. Right. It's been this yeah. book has been a long time in the making. Uh, this, I think, yeah. when you and I met, it's been what almost two years ago. Yeah, at yeah. least. And I've been going about three years before that. Uh, but you had done another book prior to this one. I had, yeah. This is sort of a, I would call this sort of a perfecting of the first book, which I was happy with, but I really wanted to take it to the next level and include a lot more people. Um, and, and so through the first book, I was able to, uh, I got a TV show deal out of it, which was great. And then through that and and just being in the industry and meeting people, I I was able to, to get uh, a lot of the people I feel are important. I don't, I don't think I got everyone. There's so many people in the gun industry that are so important and doing great stuff, but I think, uh, I mean, you're in there and there's a lot of other great people in there. Well, I gotta tell you, I mean, I, I was honored to be in this book with the likes of, of people like. Steven Seagal, uh, yeah. the Madsons, uh, Chris Chang, yeah. Gabby Franco, uh, my buddies uh-huh. over at the Iraq Vet Channel, Eric and Chad. Uh, there's even a little cameo of, of our buddy uh, Kenneth Goodwin, a fellow, yes. fellow awesome. uh, alumni from Tactical Response. Uh, yeah. It's just chock full of people from around the the country, whether they're you know yeah. high profile or just regular Regular Joes. That's what I tried to do. Get a, get a good mix, you know. So, how does this I'm book differ from your your first one? We the people. That's the book we're talking about right now. Your first book was what was it called again? God, guns, and guts. That's right. God, I love that name. That's that's yeah. a great name, man. That is a good name. I wish I'd made it up, but it's it's something that does exist. It's an expression out there. But uh, when I heard it, I was like, man, that is the name for my book for sure. Yeah, and, uh, and then so so that first book is kind of what led you to the second book here. Correct. We yeah, I mean, you know, I grew up with guns and shooting, and got a twenty-two and a thirty-thirty and shotgun, and um, I always loved shooting. I'm a guy. I grew up in you know in the woods and sort of the rural area, and I was out, you know, you do what you're having fun and blowing stuff up. And uh, but I never really fu- fully realized the meaning of the Second Amendment until I started working on this first book, which was probably around 2009, and I started to just, uh, I actually put ads out 
on Craigslist in Los Angeles where I was living at the time and looking for people to photograph with guns. And all these people wrote to me. But back at that time, uh, it's interesting because a lot of people are very hesitant to be photographed and to meet up with a, you know, a journalist was right. really what I was uh, Especially in as. that area of the country, I'm sure. Sure, yeah, yeah. It's gotten worse now, though, California. Oh, yeah. But, uh, you know, you got the film industry and all that stuff there, and, and, and there's a lot of gun owners in California, and they're proud, and they're, there are, they're not yeah. afraid and stuff, but they've been portrayed in a negative light so many times. So, But I was able to meet up with some of these guys, and they told me about their friends, and it branched out to Las Vegas, and then out to Kansas City, and out to Florida, and eventually I was photographing people all over the place, and uh, people had their trust. They trusted me, and I, I did a really neat pictorial book, sort of a, an essay, a photographic essay of gun owners, yeah. and uh, I had a real mixed bag of people, and, and I thought it was more of an art book, you know, and I had a very short quote from people, right. and uh, I put that together and, and God, Guns, and Guts. And, but We the People, what I did with uh, God, Guns, and Guts was a very short quote with a photograph, and what, what, what I did, what I realized with God, Guns, and Guts was that I needed people to express themselves more, and I needed a... Uh, a more set up photo. I got you. And, and, yeah. and so we, the people, people write pages and sometimes a page, but usually, usually about, I'd ask about 450, 500 words. So that's the difference between the two books. And I spent a lot more time on we, the people and, and, uh, I traveled a lot. I slept a lot in my car and I got to every corner of the nation and, uh, and it took, you know, five, about five years to do it. So, Oh, so it did. It took about five years. So you were you were well yeah. into it when you and I had met um, at the Iraq oh, yeah. vet shoot yeah. in Georgia. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, you know, I, I do some work with Guns.com, so it sort of branches over into to what I do with them is reporting about gun stuff, uh, politics, but more just what's fun out there in gun culture. You know, like people who do zombie shoots and people who um, uh, do stuff for vets and and. Uh, just fun stuff in, in the gun community is what I sort of do at guns.com. So, yeah, I'm, I have a few avenues of, of, of making a living and also just meeting people and, and hearing about new stuff and, and neat stuff and, and meeting good people. Well, I, we were talking earlier about, you know, the, the book and the, the photography. You did all the photography for the book. And mm-hmm. I, mean, I think it's you're, – you're just saying it's just simple photography, point, click, and shoot. But, I mean, you've done some really nice – uh, photos in this, um, I would yeah. call, I definitely would call it artwork. I mean, this is like your perfect yeah. tabletop hardback uh, book right here. I mean, this is something that would look nice yeah. just sitting out on display for people to to thumb mm-hmm. through. I mean, it's full color, you know, high definition. Yeah, it's absolutely gorgeous. Yeah. Well, I'm happy that you you feel that way. I mean, I I think it is a nice book. I'm happy with it. It came out really well and. You know, I, I went through a lot of trouble to make sure it got printed properly. It's got an embossed cover, and uh, I just wanted all the colors to pop. And the photography, you know, we talked about the photography. It's, it's good. I think I'm a, I'm a decent photographer these days. Everyone's a photographer. But uh, I, I have a few tricks up my sleeve. But um, I, I just tried to make everybody look good and get them in the right setting, get the right energy. And, and you know, it's really about, I think, being in the right place at the right time, getting people to be comfortable and, and, and establishing their trust. And, and right. you know... Uh, I've been in the gun industry now for for a better part of twelve years, so uh, I think people they know that what I'm doing is something positive for for the industry, and and we need that so much. And and things have gotten I think a lot better. When I started, like I said back in L.A., people were very hesitant to meet up with a photographer who wanted to take a picture and find out why they own guns. Oh, sure. But now people yeah. are a little bit you know they're coming out of the woodwork and 
they're, they're a lot more proud and upfront about it. And well, and that's the thing about this, the gun is basically what I'm trying to say. This community, you know, the the 2A community, it's it's a big community, but but it's it's a real small community at the same time. And if you're you know up to yeah. no good and you know have nefarious intent, then that gets called out pretty quick. So yeah. Yeah. No, we need to celebrate. And uh, that's sort of what my book is, is a celebration of gun culture and the Second Amendment and freedom and liberty and all, all those good things. And, and uh, I'm, I think it came out really well. So I'm, I'm real happy and I'm happy that you like it. Yeah. And guys, Leadheads, go get your copy at Amazon. It's just Amazon.com, the Amazon store, right, Ben? Amazon.com, and then you have to look for We the People. The only problem is We the People, there's a lot of different books, We the People. So if you if you want to type in my name, would probably be the easiest way. Yeah, uh, but we the people, Ben Felipe or Philippi. P H I L I P P I, and correct. And how do you pronounce your name? Because that's the way it needs to be. I pronounced. say Philippi. 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 Everyone says Felipe, but it's Philippi. Yeah, I say I said yeah. Felipe, so it's Philippi. It's a very uncommon name. It's old Austrian or something, but okay. there's a town in West Virginia that's Philippi. That's about it. So tell me, as far as the people that are in this book, how did you go about choosing who you wanted to be to be in this book, and what what was the order? Was there a certain order? Is there a reason why you have them in the order that you have them? Uh, not really an order, but I started with friends that I knew, and like I said, I made this first book, so I did rephotograph a few of the people from God, Guns, and Guts, uh, including the guy that I put on the cover of my first book, whose name was Mark Muller, who's a car dealer out of, out of Butler, Missouri. And we did a TV show, which was inspired by my book called God, Guns, and Automobiles, which was on History Channel back in 2013. Oh, cool. So I sort of started there, and he was always a, you know, he's just an outspoken, wild kind of crazy guy who uh, who's larger than life and loves America and loves hard work and He's a true patriot, and so he he got sort of the gears working, and, and I started there. And then, you know, people would be like, you know, I got a friend in, in L.A. I know Mike Madsen, the guy from Reservoir Dogs. The, Reservoir the, uh, Dogs, the, the Hateful like. Eight, Kill Bill. I mean, he's one of my yeah. one of my favorite actors, man. He's been some some of yeah, my most favorite movies. Love Quentin Tarantino. Yeah. Yeah, no, no, no. I mean, it was neat, and 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 this was just one thing. But like, there was a guy that knew him, and I was like, man, I would love to photograph him. He's like, I think it's possible. Like, let's send a copy of God Guns and Guts to him and see what he says. And he was like, yeah, come on up. And so we went up to Malibu and photographed him and his wife and his kids up at his place in Malibu, and uh, it was it was great. It was it was you know he's a gun guy. He wasn't afraid to admit it, and he wasn't ashamed in any way. And he he loves everything about the Second Amendment. So it was cool. it was refreshing to have that. And at the same time, you know, I'd meet a single mother who, through friends, who had a child, who had a, somebody who tried to break into her house uh, in 2008 or something like that, and it inspired her, it, it got her to get a, her, her gun, and, and now she feels a lot more protected, and so I got to photograph her with, with her, her child and her, her high point pistol, <laughs> and, uh, and so at the same time, I'm, I'm, getting, I'm getting single mothers, and I'm getting... Uh, movie stars, and I really, and I really work try to get a, a, a good middle, sort of down the middle portrait of America and the gun owners. Yeah, I mean, you and got a good. good uh, you showed our community really well. I think you represented our community really well here in that. Awesome to show the diversity that we have in our community, and you know yes. the openness of our community. You know, a lot of people think it's just a, you know, uh, redneck Bubba 
uh, good old boys <laughs> club. But it's, it's quite the opposite. Our industry is one of the most diverse and most welcoming industries that there is, that exists. Absolutely. Um, yeah. Yeah, no, for sure. And, you know, I, I tried to, you know, I, I've, I've got black and white. I've got, uh, I've got some transvestites in there. I've got uh, uh, girls and guys and, and just just a real good mixed bag of people. And, uh, yeah, we are. We're very open. And, we're, and you've got uh, Steven Seagal. <laughs> How did that? Tell us a story yeah, about yeah, Steven Seagal, man. <laughs> that was through uh, Frank DeSoma of POF USA, Patriot Ordnance Factory. Yeah. And he lives, you know, Frank's from Phoenix. And he uh, does some, some business and goes shooting with Steven Seagal, who lives just north of Phoenix. And he's like, you know what, I think, I think Steven would like to be in the book, too. And I'll, I'll give him a call. And, and he was like, yeah, come on up. Come on up to the house. So we went up and we visited. We hung out. We did some photos. It was really neat, you know. I'm, I've obviously seen his films, and he's just a neat guy. Yeah. And, uh, he was very, very, very serious when he was talking about the Second Amendment and, and what it means to him. And he sat us at a table, and we had tea, and it was really cool. He's got a beautiful place, and he's a real, real neat guy. Yeah, he's all uh, into the, he's into, you know, the Tai Chi. He's into Asian stuff, huh? He's yeah. like, he's like, he looks at the sun, and he's like, you know, he's reading the sun and the sun waves and stuff and the way that it hits hits the earth. And he's into Asian kind of, I don't know if it's Buddhism or what, but, I mean, he's neat. He's really neat. He's, you know, he's like Kung Fu master and you'd probably like snap your neck in a heartbeat still, I think. Yeah, he's um, a big guy though too. But, uh, he's, he's yeah, he's a big dude. dude. Yeah, he's pretty imposing. He's like, uh, you don't, you don't, you don't want to mess with him. Yeah. So another one that you've got yeah. in here that's uh, it's kind of cool and maybe a little obscure to people, but you've got Dominique Capone. Tell us, tell us about Dominique. Yes. A friend of mine from Chicago, Todd, who actually was friends uh, who helped me find uh, Mike Madsen. He's like, you know what? I got a buddy, buddy of mine in Chicago, and he is the grandson of Al Capone. I was like, no way. He's like, yeah, I think you know he's a gun guy. He's totally into guns. I was like, oh, like let's. You know, I'd love to photograph him. So we went to a bike, a motorcycle club in um, Lockport, just outside Chicago. Really cool motorcycle club. And uh, everyone's there on their Harleys and stuff like that. And I photographed Dominic and his girlfriend at this club. And um, he looks very similar to Al Capone. And uh, what's really neat is, as we know, Al Capone was a gangster. Right. Uh, <laughs> Dominic Capone is uh, body. He's like law enforcement, not law enforcement, but he's like a security agent. Okay. He's just like so, personal protection. Yeah, sort of. Like he he'll security security guard, and I believe that he's he's trying to he's trying to become a police officer. So complete radical opposite of his father, which is very interesting, I think. He looks like uh, a little bit, I mean, from this picture, the profile of him, like he should have been in The Sopranos. Like he could have been uh, Tony Soprano's stand-in or something. Yes. Oh, he's total, you know, Al Capone, 1930s, Tommy Gunn kind of guy. Yeah, he's got, he the, big, cigar. He's got really the big wise guy bracelet on and everything. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So who would you say yeah, was neat. the uh, most interesting character of your book? Oh boy! Well, everyone was interesting. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Is the politically correct answer? But no, I mean everyone. I, um, We're not politi politically know, I, correct on this show, brother. So <laughs> this well, is not a PC show. Yeah, no, no, no. Um, you know, 
it was awesome hanging out at uh, Iraq Vets uh, range day that day where I photographed you and everyone came out and it was cool, you know, and shooting the guns and then they had the, the driving out of the car shooting machine guns and blowing stuff up with Tannery. That was, that was a really cool day. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I really enjoyed myself there. Um, what was the most, uh, you know what? Uh, Oh boy! Just just thumbing through it, you know. There's this one guy that just stands out to me. um, That looks like he would be a character, and I'm trying Mm. to find him here real quick. Is it? He's the older. Is it Dent Wildman Myers? That might be who it is. He's he's an older fella. He's got like a beret on. Yeah, he's got two uh, long slide forty fives. There he is. Uh, yes, Dent Wildman Myers. Yes, Wildman Myers. Yep, he's, he's got all these guy. rings he, on. Well, I saw his picture in another book, or it was online someplace. I was like, man, this guy's neat. I got to photograph this guy. And you know, it was he has a shop in Kennesaw, Georgia, not far from you. Okay. Um, and it's called Wildman's Civil War Surplus Shop, and he is in this town. And I would say that it's a pretty liberal. No, it's not a liberal town, but it's it's Kennesaw. Uh, yeah, that's the ones it? who made the uh, the news um, the last couple of years. I don't know, but they they made it a law that was everybody has to carry or something like that. I can't remember what exactly. Correct. Yeah. It was a it was an ordinance that everyone should be armed. That's uh, it. in their household. That's right. Yeah. Yeah, but uh, he has this shop in this town, um, and if it, it really, it, it's amazing. It's a beautiful shop. It's got incredible memorabilia from Civil War for sure. That's the main focus there. But also the, uh, I would say revolution. They'd have stuff there from there and the wars, the first and second world wars. But it's, it's this shop that is just packed from floor to ceiling with books and trinkets and, 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 and flags. And, and he has been running it for, I think, the last 40 or so years. And it's the last standing old, sort of fashioned building in this town and he is sort of like uh the guard of this place and uh and uh, you get the sense that the town is you know when when he does move on or pass away or whatever that that the building will be like you know renovated or knocked down and they'll build condos or something you know but it's this really neat building i i strongly like i everyone should go check this place out because it's full of really neat stuff and he is a fascinating Fascinating guy to talk to. Uh, so, he looks like it. Yeah. I mean, he really, he really stands out as you're thumbing through this book. Um, another yeah, one, he, yeah. Another one that stands out yeah. to me, is, and uh, Patricia, is it Coney K O N I E? Yes. Yeah, I was actually going to talk about her. I was about to go that before you mentioned I'm Dent Wild right Myers, with you, Patricia, <laughs> Patricia Coney. Uh, she was one of the one of the women. Uh, it's quite a well-known story in Louisiana, in, in New Orleans, after Katrina. Um, they obviously told everyone that they had to get out of town because they couldn't, uh, I guess, protect them, and and they had to do their things in in New Orleans. And uh, she she adamantly stayed with her dogs. And there's a famous video clip of some California state troopers going up to her house and telling her that she had to leave. And she was like, no, I'm not leaving. And they finally, uh, they entered the house. She let them in and they asked her if she had a gun. And she's like, yeah, I have a gun to protect myself. And they're like, can we see the gun? And 
stupidly, she went and she got this little tiny old fashioned revolver that according to her didn't even, it wasn't loaded and it didn't even work. Yeah. And these 350 pound California state troopers tackled this, I would say 90 pound woman in her fifties, late fifties and broke her. Eventually they found out they broke her shoulder and they hauled her out of there. Oh she went and she got this gun and was like presenting it to them in her hand. Cause I asked for it. At them or anything. Yeah. And, uh, oh my God. they took her away. They sent her to, I think South Carolina, but, uh, this news story was, was, I think it went around the world of, of what these, these cops could do of a, a citizen who wanted to stay in their home to protect it and with her stuff. And there was no reason for her to leave. Really. She was able to stay. She had food, she had water, but they were like, you need to leave. And when, when they found out she had a gun, um, she was, you know, her, her, her rights were violated big time. Oh, they ba- so they... I met up with her. Yeah. What's that? I was going to say, they basically, they just assaulted her. Yes, absolutely. Um, and she never got a gun back and, and she never, she never received anything, no money, nothing from them for her, for her injuries or anything like that. And, um, uh, I caught up with her in, in Mississippi someplace and she, she recounted her story to me. I did a little video actually about it for guns.com. But, um, she was a very interesting yeah, story, but a lot of people wouldn't know her. If, if I mean, all you got to do is type um, uh, Katrina gun violation or something, and she's the first story that comes up. Yeah. But they, they did this to a lot of people. And she never, she never got uh, legal satisfaction out of that? No, nothing, nothing. Oh, my gosh. She, uh, basically, according to her, she basically got... Uh, you know, violated. She even says, you know, she basically got raped by these guys. Not, not actually raped, but just yeah, she got assaulted. She was assaulted. Yeah, assaulted. Yeah, yeah. And they broke her, broke her shoulder, and messed her up. And these guys, you know, these guys are huge. And she's just this little lady. Yeah. So, uh, another very interesting lady is Joanne Guidos, who, uh, again, same place, New Orleans, directly after Katrina. This, uh, this lady had a bar, has a bar still down there. She never, she never lost it and it's still going strong and called Cajun's pub. And after Katrina, she stayed and she had a bunch of guns that she used, uh, not in a violent way, but just simply to let the, the looters know that if they came around, that they're going to protection. Yeah. She was using her it wrath. like what, they're supposed to be used. That? She was using it like they're supposed to be used for, for protection. Absolutely. Absolutely. But, um, after Katrina, they, they started to tell people that they had to get out. A lot of people were told that they had to leave before, and, uh, um, they, they didn't want anyone protecting themselves like that. They wanted people to leave. And then the looters were doing their thing all down the block. Cajun's pub, which belongs to Joanne Guidos, was one of the few last places that she had ice. She had food. She had all of the people in the area that wanted to stay. She mm-hmm. had them come down. They actually had a good time. I mean, you know, they, they, they got together. They, they, they supported each other. She had even stories of paramedics who came down there to get ice and who spent time down there, their free time. They were able to sort of unwind from this, this crazy storm that, that went through the area. And so uh, she was able, with the use of her guns, literally just showing them. She never had to use them. Mm-hmm. But she said on many occasions that thugs would come, you know, looters would come. And she just stood out front with her shotgun and said, you know what, you're going to come in here, you're, you're going you're gonna to be in trouble. Yeah. And they left her alone. Well, and that's all it so, takes a lot of times is just the, you know, f- 
to stop an assailant is just to show them that you have the ability and the power to mm-hmm. resist them. And they're oh, yeah. they're cowards. They're going to run away. They're not going to do anything. But sure, right. you I mean, still they, need I, to get trained. That does not give you an excuse not to still get trained with proper use of your firearm. Yeah. But here's but here's a quote. That says, and, here's a quote from yeah. uh from Joanna or Joanne. It uh-huh. says, "I'm a survivor. I lived through Betsy, Camille, Andrew, and Katrina." I know what it means to be a responsible, well-armed citizen. My guns represent my protection and my freedom. I'll be damned if I will ever allow my weapons to be confiscated again. Amen. And you guys, if you're ever down in New Orleans, you need to go visit. It's the Cajun's Pub with a K. K -K K-A-J-U-N-S. And it's 2256 St. Claude Avenue in Nolens. Yeah, she's awesome. You love her. Uh, Just to finish the story, though, eventually... um, they lasted, I think they lasted about two weeks after Katrina, and finally the feds came, uh, and they had their, they, they had their, I think it was the National Guard, they came down mm-hmm. and they saw her with her guns, and they said, all right, enough is enough, and they, they had their M16s, and they were all armed, and they said, okay, it's time for you to leave, give us your guns. They took all of her guns, That's and ridiculous. they told them they had to get out, so um, she never got her guns back. And never got them back uh, to but, this day. Uh, her place wasn't looted. Man. But she said, never again will that happen. Right. Just yeah, the quote I just I gave there. So what would be cool for you leadheads, uh, especially if you travel around a lot, is to get Ben's book and go around and meet these people as, you know, as many yeah. as you can and get, a, you know, get it autographed. Yeah. That's a great idea. That's a great idea. Yeah. I mean, that would make, that would make yeah, in for the a book, fun, yeah. fun trip. Everyone in the book, it's clearly written. I mean, who they are and, and often, well, yeah, where they're photographed and, it, it's it wouldn't be impossible to find these people, and I can guarantee you, if you go in and you you got a copy of the book, or you just know these people and you you say hi to them, you're gonna have a good time talking to them. They're good, all good people. Yeah, absolutely. And the cover, uh, you have a good friend of mine, uh, Jeremiah, Jeremiah Savoie. Uh, you've got a Savoie leather holster on the front. Yes. That we the people it looks yeah. like a, a nice custom Savoie leather holster there. Who is that? Do you know? Who that's a picture of? That is Chad Sims, but... Is that Chad? Okay. <laughs> of IV8888888888. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, I was like, check it out. I put this. I put the photo on the cover of the book. I showed it to Chad. He's like, that's my butt. That's so cool. <laughs> <laughs> so it's a, it's a holster on Chad. It's on his waist, sort of, but it's yeah. sort of on his butt it's area. Back, but it's yeah. just a cool holster, and it just... It just looks good, and it's it's uh, embossed, which is really nice too. So. Well, you did a really good job on this book. Uh, again, I appreciate the opportunity, and I appreciate my copy that you sent me. I want more, uh, so we need to <laughs> need to. You'll get them. Get you get you an order. So. Well, thanks, Left Hand. I appreciate it, and I'm glad that you like it. Amazon.com. You guys get your copy. I think they're only thirty nine uh, ninety nine. Is that right? Correct. Yes. Yeah. Thirty nine ninety nine. Thirty nine ninety nine. Yeah. I mean, and this is a you know, this is a $100 book easily. Um, and I only else. printed 500. I only printed 500, and there's about 210 left. Oh, and wow. After they're gone, they're gone. Yeah. Really? I, I, you know, I don't make, I don't make a living selling books. I did this because I put a lot of work into it. I'm passionate about it. And uh, I was like, I got to print this. And so I went out, I got 500 printed. I got them printed really well. Uh, I can tell you I'm not making money off of this. I just I just wanted to do something really neat. And I work in the industry, and I work in video, and I produce stories for guns.com, and I do TV show stuff. And Yeah, we were talking really off just, uh, just, air earlier. There's a TV show that was here 
close to me that you were filming uh, earlier this year. Correct. Yeah, um, it's called American Rebel. American it's, Rebel. Uh, it's it's all guns. We go out. We shoot a lot at. Uh, we went to machine gun shoots at Knob Creek. We uh, basically wanted to to show people and teach people how to sh- how to have fun shooting, how to shoot properly, how to uh, how to uh, uh, the, the 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 right guns for certain people, and just sort of like you know how to become proficient with a with a firearm, and also how to have fun mainly is is really what we're trying to do. So we went and we traveled a lot to really neat people and filmed with them, and we went zombie shooting and hunting and, and all kinds of stuff. It was just it was a lot of fun. Twelve, thirteen episodes. It's on Pursuit Channel. Okay, and that and those are now they're on now. People can go to the Pursuit Channel and see that. They are they're on NRA Friday nights, I believe, and uh, also Monday at eight a.m. or something like that as well. I'm not sure exactly when they're showing, but uh, if you're on Pursuit Channel and you just look American Rebel, you'll see it. Well, add Movie Star to those list of credentials as well. So, <laughs> congratulations <laughs> on that. Well, thanks. I'm, I'm glad TV that you like star. it. Yeah. it. Means a lot. Movie, movie That's why coming I made soon. It for people you, such as yourself. Are there plans of doing a movie? Maybe. Oh, I don't know. You know it's what a, I would like to? I would like to see you do a Pro Two A movie like that. Jack Wagon. Um, what's his name? Michael Moore does. Uh, yeah. You know, for the gun grabbers. Yeah. No, I, I'd love to. It's just, it's, uh, it's just finding a way to to do a story that hasn't been done. I think there's a lot of good stuff being done. NRA does a lot of good stuff. Julian Noir does a lot of good stuff. Um, yeah, but there's not a movie. God and Eric do a lot of good stuff. No, I know, but you know what? Maybe the way to do it is just through YouTube these days and stuff, two short videos. And Movie is such a big undertaking. Listen, I'd love to do it, but um, <laughs> just doing YouTube stuff, I think, I, listen, I don't even own a TV. I, I, I love watching YouTube. I love watching online stuff. And That's right. I mean, I've, not had, I've not had cable for probably going on close to 20 years now. Exactly. You know, there's so much garbage. Yes, there is some good stuff, but uh, and you can I, still watch the good stuff on the internet. Online stuff. Yeah, exactly. Online's the way to go. Yeah. But yeah, no, for sure. For like a sort of, I guess what you're saying is a feature length sort of film or documentary. Yeah, I'd love to. Yeah. Listen, be be amazing. That'd be awesome. But for the moment, it's short, shorter reports and stuff like that, and, and books and 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 22 minute TV shows. So, um, Ben, tell everybody how they can get in touch with you. Uh, I know you got all the social meds and, and all that. How, how can they reach out to you? Uh, well, if you're on Facebook, you can go We The People Book, and I got a page there, and I got uh, pages from the book and ways to find it. And uh, I do a lot of reporting with guns.com, and you just search my name, uh, Ben Filippi. And uh, if you want to find a copy of the book, go on Amazon, We The People, and you probably have to type my name to find it because there's probably 10 or 20 copies of We The People, different copies. But I think Amazon.com, I, I, I did a search and it came right oh. up. But uh, yeah, it's Ben Filippi, P-H-I-L-I-P-P-I, We The People. Correct. And it's only 39 It's 40 bucks, man. You guys get this awesome book. I mean, it's it would make a great gift. There's only, what, 200 and something left? So 210 left once two, they're gone, they're gone. 210 <laughs> left once they're gone, they're gone. You'll never, never see it again. But I mean, these are amazing books, Ben. And again, I'm honored. Yeah. I appreciate being in the book. I appreciate you being on the show, taking the time to be on with us today. We're going to uh, have Thank Ben you. back on uh, in a later episode. We're going to get more, learn more about Ben and his evolution, you know, through the firearms, how he led up to do all this and uh, his future projects that he's got coming up. So.
Thanks, Left Hand. I appreciate it. Looking forward to it. Thank you, sir. Keep up the great work yourself, sir. And we'll see you at SHOT Show, right? Yes, absolutely. See you there. Talk to you soon, buddy. Thank you. Take care. All right, so great interview there with uh, Ben. And uh, make sure you guys go get that book. It's on Amazon.com, and it's We the People. And like he said, there's several We the People books, but uh, it's the only one by Ben Philippe, P-H-I-L-I-P-P-I. And you're not going to regret getting this book. And uh, like we said, it's a great opportunity for you guys to travel around if you're big travelers. Try to try to meet some of these people and get some autographs in the book. I'm I'm more than happy to give you my autograph, you know. So if you guys see me out and about in the lead sled, honk, pull me over, and I'll sign your book. <laughs> We're here to talk about Masters of Beast <laughs> with our guests Nick and Rich and Zane. So how did you come about the because Nick, you're a competition shooter. You know, you're with Cobalt Kinetics. You've been on the show before. People have seen our videos that we've done with you. And uh, how did you had come up with the idea of, of starting this Beastmaster channel? Um, I know you do well, a lot of hunting. I mean, you're a Texas Texas guy. Yeah, I mean, growing up, growing up hunting my whole life, and um, once I kind of got into the adult world, the real world, it was kind of <laughs> put on hold to work, and then competition shooting kind of became uh, my hobby, and then competition shooting became my job. So because you're hunting, good at it, there you go. So yeah. hunting, hunting came back as another hobby. Um, because once my hobby became my job, I needed a new hobby or not necessarily a new hobby, but just a fallback to do something a little bit different. Unwind. Yeah. And, um, got into it hot and heavy again. And I met Zane a couple of years ago at a competition and he actually was like, Hey, you should come hunt. And I was like, yeah, you know, and this was when competition shooting was uh, a side project. And once I started doing that full time, I remembered uh, talking to Zane and he, he had called me um, not too long before and I called him and said, hey, you want to go hunting or whatever? And he's like, yeah, come on, whenever. And went out to his place and we slayed the pigs. How many pigs did we kill that night, Zane? Uh, like 26 or something like that. Yeah. Wow. So. Quite a few. <laughs> oh that was back, back, back when we did it fun instead of <laughs> using thermal. And I, had, I had a thermal monocular, but then we just used it for finding them. And then we we shot them with night vision and and lasers and just chased doing them it down old like school, <laughs> chasing them <down> like Indians. <laughs> <laughs> now, but, now he wants to set up on top and snipe them. Takes all the fun out of it. No, it's all fun. But I tell you, you what, when we were when we were chasing him across those fields, uh, we were chasing him in his little Honda UTV, and <laughs> it it was fun until you hit a big washout at about forty miles an hour, and it slams everybody's knees into the dash and breaks guns in half and you know <laughs> i'm not joking, all your but, ammo out your beer yeah <laughs> i mean there were times where i thought that things were broken and i'm not talking about equipment you know right but uh <laughs> so anyway we uh, you know it was a lot of fun and uh got to be pretty good friends with zane and we started hunting a lot more and then got started getting into the thermals and night vision more um and then like i said i was i was doing a lot of research on thermals uh, because I wanted to do it right, buy once, cry once, um, right. and basically buy 
some good equipment. And I was so I was doing a lot of research, and I came across YouTube, like where everybody does research, right? Exactly. Yeah, it's on YouTube. (laughs) And uh, I came across Ultimate Night Vision's channel. uh, And Rich has Rich. How many videos have you posted? I don't know. Probably a lot. (laughs) Maybe maybe forty or fifty this year. Yeah. So and it's all thermal and night vision stuff. So I started watching all that, and I was like, man, this is awesome. So um, really got hot and heavy into the thermal stuff. And like I said earlier, it's um, is it Ultimate Night Vision? That's the name of your channel. Yes, sir. Ultimate Night Vision. Don't call me, sir. <laughs> you got 218 videos. I was just going to let you know. <laughs> Dang. So um, I, I love those videos, and I love the style of those videos. And I just feel like um, there was there's a little bit of a void for merging that type of video with, like, a hunting episode. And, you know, it's like I, I, I want to combine those two, so I'm just going to make my own channel and do it. You know, I've had a YouTube channel for a long time for competition stuff. And it's kind of fallen off since Facebook videos have become so popular. Uh, and now it feels like YouTube is coming back, you know, stronger than ever. So yeah, fire it back up. So we cr- I created this channel. It's actually listed as my name, Nick Atkinson, but the nickname of the channel is Beastmaster. So if you just search uh, Beastmaster Nick Atkinson, then the channel comes right up. And we're on Facebook. Um, if you just go to Facebook, whatever it is, facebook.com slash Hunting. And if you just do Beastmaster, then you're going to get the awesome 1982 movie, (laughs) The Beastmasters, starring Mark Singer, Tanya Roberts, and uh, the uh, what's what's the guy's name? The black guy that was uh, um, Dino Mike. He was his dad. It's been like what's that? Twenty five years since I've watched that movie, and I (laughs) oh man, eight years old at the time. So when you called me. Uh, a while back, and you were telling me about this ch- the channel that you're starting, and I and I went and googled it. This movie came up, and I watched it. <laughs> I've watched it two times since then. Nice. <laughs> I love that movie. I was like, man, the Beastmaster. But yeah. you need to put in Nick Atkinson after you do the search. Yeah, I think if you put Nick Atkinson Beastmaster or Beastmaster Nick Atkinson, then it'll come up. Uh, and of course, once we get more videos, it'll populate. You know, if you just search yeah, random it'll start things, becoming more prevalent. But Facebook, yeah. you go to Facebook, and he's got links there as well. And you've got videos on your Facebook page as well, doing some of the thermal hunts. Yeah, uh, you know, before I started the YouTube channel and before I started the Beastmaster hunting uh, Facebook page, I was posting them on. I posted a few on my pro shooter page, and then I posted a, uh, a few on my personal page. Uh, just to, and and really that was just to show people how cool it was and that's kind of part of what spurred the idea was people the response was like this is so awesome you got to do more of this you know so that's uh, that's kind of where it came out and then the name Beastmaster was just we were like hey we need to we need to build a, a hunting vehicle and call it the Beastmaster and it I'm just kind of loving fit. the logo and uh, once you guys start coming out with your your swag your hats and your shirts and your patches I'm put me go ahead and put me down. Oh, yeah. You're first in line. For 10 of each. <laughs> <laughs> Serious, man. Because it's, it's, it's an awesome logo. I love it. I got it worked up like uh, what, about a week and a half ago, so it's fresh. It's fresh. fresh and steamy. It's fresh and steamy, and it's only going to uh, evolve from there. But, oh, yeah. Uh, it's Nick Atkinson, A-T-K-I-N-S-O-N, uh, if you guys are looking for him on uh, YouTube. And... Uh, so, so tell us, the, tell us how Rich and Zane come into play with the with the channel. You know, Zane was kind of the connection that got me back into hunting, and uh, he's a rancher, has access to all kinds of property, and Rich is the night vision guy, and he's got access to all kinds of night vision knowledge. 
So it just made sense. Um, since since really getting back into it, uh, Zane, myself, and Kyle Simink, he owns Guns Plus there in Georgetown. Uh, we actually registered into the, uh, what was that, the Lone Star Ranch and Outdoors Winter yep. Ambush Coyote Calling Competition as Team Bushman, or sorry, Team Beastmaster, and uh, we we ended up winning it. So it was pretty awesome. Team Beastmaster makes its debut and wins the first competition. Awesome! Did you guys yeah. video that? Uh, I I got video. I think of three or four uh, kills out of that. But they were, I mean, it was crazy that night. They were coming in so fast that it's like I don't even have time to turn on the video. So there'll be some footage though. Oh yeah. And and Rich and Zane, feel free to cut us jump off in. and jump in and yeah that's how it works Tell, well yeah here you let's go fight for we gotta your do it around the table talk man come on well <laughs> I, gotta, I really thought that my role was to you know nick's good at calling and and wounding them but i kind of take them out shit this is zane <laughs> this is zane <laughs> Wait, hang on. I, I take him out he means take us out because he opens the gates is that what oh, it is oh, okay. <laughs> there you go <laughs> hang on hang on zane of the 11 coyotes that we killed in the winter ambush how many oh. of them did you hit uh, I think two. Two. <laughs> but you did hit two. Well, it was questionable, though. <laughs> questionable. It's still questionable. It is. All That's right, awesome. just so we clear that so up. So what kind of what kind of game are we looking at on the, the Beastmaster? You know, primarily I want to focus on things that we can hunt at night, so it's going to be varmints, predators, uh, and wild pigs. But, you know, I, I wouldn't be opposed to expanding that to, to other animals, you know, the traditional deer, dove, turkey, whatever. Mm -hmm. But I think, I think most of the, uh, you get a lot uh, more reaction from the night hunting and the predator hunting. I think it's more exciting. Oh, without but, a doubt. Yeah. What was, what was surprising in that cow competition is he was using his thermal during the day and I had an 18 power scope and he was picking up some stuff quicker than I could. Really? Because of, you know, shadow and cover and stuff like that and them, them coyotes would just you know just show up through a thermal where they wouldn't show up in a regular day scope and i would think in the winter time even better during the day yeah yeah anytime it's uh, anytime you have a, a nice sunny day that's good and crisp then uh, everything pops but yeah we had a coyote come out at one in the afternoon we could start hunting at noon in that competition. We had a coyote come at one in the afternoon, and Zane never saw him. And I was sitting there going, "He's right there." How do you not see him? <laughs> How do you not see that? Right. And what kind of uh, what kind of optics are you using? Uh, you know, I'm not tied to any particular brand, but I ended up buying um, an IR Defense Mark III 60 millimeter, and that's mounted on my rifle. And uh, I'm shooting a Cobalt Kinetics 223, and then. Uh, what what ammo? I'm shooting the uh, the 69 grain right now. The 69 grain gorilla ammo. Nope. Uh, it's a it's a match match grade round, so it's great for taking those long shots. But uh, right. the uh, optic on my helmet. Then I've got a helmet mounted optic that I use for looking around, just because it's it's super tiring. Zane can attest if you've got a, or I'm sure Rich can too. But if you've got a, uh, if you've only got a, a Optic mount on your rifle, it gets super tiring to look around with that thing. So I've got a uh, IR Defense Patrol 250 mounted on my helmet, and then uh, I'll let Zane go over what he's got. And Rich, Rich has everything. <laughs> Rich has got it all. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm I'm uh, I have a L3 mini thermal monocular mounted on my helmet for the left eye, and then I have a PVS 14 on the right eye. Then I have a uh, IR Defense Mark 360. Uh, on a Noveski 300 Blackout. Nice. Is that one you built yourself? Nope. 
Nope. nope. Got, it. got it. Got it. Stock, lock, and barrel from Noveski, huh? Yep. Threw in a threw in a Timney trigger, and it's good to go. You're ready to go. Good. Yep. I got Zane hooked on those Timney triggers, man. They're good. Yeah. Oh yeah. He was shooting a he was shooting a stock uh, GI trigger and he was like, man, hey, you got a you got a trigger and I was like, oh, I got a I got a Timney that I'm shooting, I'll bring you one and uh, he put it in and the next day he called me and was like, dude, yeah, well, <laughs> not going back, Rich, not going back, Rich, going you're quiet over there, you fall asleep. Chips. No, I had some connection issues. I think I got it worked out. I was connecting to the Wi-Fi in my house, but um, no, I hunt with a uh, Iron Defense Reap IR. Um, thermal scope. I can use that handheld and I use it uh, on my rifle too. And then I have a uh, PVS 14 that I use helmet mounted mostly for driving around. Um, lately, uh, I've been getting a little bit lazy about uh, hunting. So been hooking up my truck so I can hunt a lot from the comfort of my truck in the air conditioning or with the heater. So um, I've equipped the truck with some uh, infrared lights to help with driving around and navigating at night and then um, a thermal pan tilt on top so um, I can scan around and not have to even leave my truck most of the time. Holy crap. I mean, you guys are, you got like thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars worth of equipment because I know, you know, thermal and, and night optics aren't cheap. Yeah, it's, uh, it can get a little bit out of hand. Yeah. I, I'm ready for Ultimate Night Vision to come out with the the their own pan tilt unit that uh, Rich and Tyler designed, uh, so it can go on top of the Beastmaster vehicle. Well, let's so, talk yeah, about that. The Beastmaster we'll that, vehicle. Hopefully, we'll have that out soon in uh, January, mid January. Hopefully, yeah, January. And time for my trip. <clears> so we we're scheduling a trip. Talking list. Scheduling a trip to come down to Texas. You guys neck of the woods. We're not gonna say where it's at right now. Um, we'll drop that later, <laughs> but, uh, sometime maybe February, early February, mid February, something like that. And we're going to do a, a little nighttime hunt with you guys. Yeah, it'll be great. It'll be great. It's going to be awesome. So what we're planning on doing is, um, obviously we're going to do video. We're going to do some video, but we're going to do a pre-hunt podcast. We're going to do, try to get some audio during the, um, the hunt and then we'll do a post hunt. Um, but what we're trying to do, we're trying to work out maybe doing something really cool and doing a Facebook Live during the hunt. So y'all have to tell we, us. We may have to tell us if they're interested in that. Yeah, let us know if you're interested in that. One, and then two, if you know how to do that. <laughs> <laughs> no, come on, we know how to do it. But, uh, if somebody be... knows how to make that work technically, uh, let us know. Right, because I am um, very technically challenged. So the uh, you were wanting to know about the Beastmaster vehicle, right? Yeah. So you said there's a Beastmaster vehicle. I mean, we got the lead side. Right. So what's the what's the Beastmaster vehicle? So when we're when we're hunting at Zane's, um, he's busy crashing us into washouts and uh, what else have we run into? Zane nearly run off into stock so tanks and stock tanks. Uh, we got in. We got around a. <clears throat> over there digging a caliche pit and we got oh, God. test holes one time and about lost the vehicle <laughs> yeah so uh, tell that story real quick tell the test hole story because that that hurt the worst i about i think i chipped a tooth <laughs> yeah well it's uh they're sneaky they're only about three foot by three foot but they're about four foot deep just the right <laughs> size to swallow a utv ouch yeah so you're when you're running about 40 they'll they'll bring you to a abrupt stop oh my and, gosh um, 
Yeah. I've done that I before. Have, That's I why I'm saying I mean, I've, I can feel too. my teeth shattering right now. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah I had a, so I had a buttstock hit me right in the mouth whenever we crashed into that one. And I was like, man, we got to find something else. And Zane's like, well, there's this old boy down the road that's got this old Toyota truck that he rolled over. Maybe we'll get that and cut the roof off of it. And I was like, man, that'd be good because, you know, <laughs> at least we could crash a full-size vehicle. And, <laughs> yeah. uh, Got to looking into it, and uh, and the guy wanted way too much money for what it was, and it didn't even run and everything. So I started looking around a little bit, and we're like, maybe we could just buy an old wreck truck at auction, cut the roof off of it, and build it from there. Well, then we ended up just buying a 2010 Silverado that's like, uh, it's some old man owned it, and it's got leather interior. It's <laughs> way like too nice, really nice for what we're doing. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, uh, it's a black truck and then we took Plasti Dip. If you're not familiar with that, it's like spray on plastic comes out of a rattle can. Uh-huh. Uh, and Plasti Dip, the whole front end of all the chrome is now flat black Plasti Dip and then oh Plasti Dip the wheels. And You got a rhino line that thing, man. Well, you know, I was thinking about that, but then I was just thinking, you know, we'll just let it get all tore up and whatever, you know, no. it'll, it'll look awesome. Rhino um, line that and, thing, man. <clears throat> then uh, uh, Kyle and up there, uh, Kyle and I up there at Guns Plus ordered uh, about fourteen hundred pounds of steel uh, and built a, a semi permanent hunting rack that sits in the bed and goes over the uh, cab and you know it puts you up at about if you're standing up in it your head height is at about fourteen feet off the ground so you got awesome visibility then we put boat seats in it so there's nice comfortable seats up there nice. and. Um, what else did we do? We put IR lights on the roof so that way we can drive around without any uh, lights on. Oh, we put blackout switches in it. So you flip three switches, the IR lights come on and it blacks out everything. So Sweet. you got no brake lights. It's, you know, could also be used for like cutting down an alley and hiding from the cops, you know, if you needed to <laughs> hit the blackout switches. And... Not that you're doing anything illegal. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. No, and, you know, just to put it out there, since we brought up the uh, right. illegal activity, no, yeah. all the hunting we do is above board. It's on private property, and uh, the lights don't get shut off until we're pulling into the pasture. There you go. Good disclaimer. Yeah. Exactly. Not not for Zane not trying. He's like, pull over. I'm shooting this one. I'm like, Zane, we got to get in the field first. Exactly. <laughs> simmer down. Simmer down. They yeah. won't. They won't even drop me off and come pick me up later. I don't know what the deal is. Yeah, pick you up at the jail. Yeah, yeah. And, and for those listeners, they're talking about Texas. So these are laws in Texas. So may not apply in your state. Yeah, yeah. I think uh, I think Alaska is the only road that you can shoot from the right of way. Like not from the road, but from the right of way. In Texas, you're not allowed to shoot anywhere between the fences, basically. Really. Yeah, I don't. I Nick kind of goes overboard on that stuff. I lived in New Mexico my whole life, and he was telling me laws that they have there that I've never even heard of. <laughs> yeah, Zane's like, "Hey, let's go to New Mexico. I got like a hundred thousand acres we can hunt up there." And I was like, "Yeah, but it's illegal to hunt at night and with thermals." And he's like, "No, it's not. <laughs> yes, it is, dude. Just because you were doing it doesn't mean it wasn't illegal, right?" <laughs> yeah. Oh, I've never even heard of it. May or may not have done it. You would think that that may would be legal there. Right. That's crazy. <laughs> yeah. So, Rich has been pretty quiet. Rich? I'm here. I'm here. What's uh, going on? Notes. He's taking notes. <laughs> I'm, I'm here. Your car, in. your car didn't start rolling down the driveway, did it? No, so, I'm, almost, so, I'm almost out of gas, but I'm still here. <laughs> <laughs> Rich, Rich had to uh, evacuate his house to do the podcast because his kids uh, were so loud, so... He's out in the driveway <laughs> doing the podcast. Hiding. Hiding. I'm dedicated. There you go. So tell us about your company, Rich. 
Okay. Well, um, Ultimate Night Vision uh, is a company we offer um, pretty much a comprehensive selection of uh, night vision and thermal products, um, anywhere from monoculars to weapon scopes, uh, Gen 1, digital night vision, uh, thermal, all, all the manufacturers uh, that, that make products, we offer them. I think what's a little bit unique about our company is that we're uh, we're not just salesmen. Uh, we use this stuff on a daily basis. Both uh, Tyler and I, uh, who work there, started out doing other things, and we chose to chose to uh, get into night vision because we love hunting and hunting at night. So we know the products. Chances are, if you ask us about it and we give you an opinion, it's because we've used those products ourselves. And uh, first-hand experience, yeah. And uh, another thing that's a little bit unique about our company is uh, we have a, a nationwide rental program. So. Um, really? You know, night, night vision, yes, uh, night vision is uh, not, not cheap, especially uh, if you want the good stuff no uh, that works well. You could be spending uh, a couple thousand dollars and, and making a big investment. So uh, we have a rental program where you can actually try, try those, uh, those scopes out and that equipment out before you actually uh, lay down that significant, substantial investment. So, That's awesome, um, man. You do that nationally, you said. Nationally, yes. So you don't have yeah, to be in Texas it. to do that. Nope, we ship them out uh, all fifty cool. states. I mean, you have to make sure that uh, you're in compliance with your uh, your state hunting laws and and laws regarding night vision. But yeah, we sh we ship them out. And uh, if you're using them for hunting, you might want to use those night vision goggles for something else. That's that's true. We <laughs> we get a lot of uh, we get a lot of interesting uh, calls for people hunting. We get TV shows. Um, who call us who want to use them as props or to get night vision footage. We get calls from film festivals who want to catch uh, people pirating movies. So you never know what people were getting nice. for people. Some people lost their cat. <laughs> so <laughs> that's cool. Uh, we have a lot of, uh, we have a lot of Bigfoot hunters too. So yeah, you never know. Who speaking, you're talk to. speaking of, yeah, that's, that's kind of an interest uh, that I have. I don't, I think I've mentioned it on a couple of shows. I've got a friend of mine who is into the Bigfoot uh, hunting, and uh, he's he's shown me some pretty compelling evidence, guys. Is this evidence that he gathered, or is it evidence like he found like on the interwebs? No, no, this is evidence that he gathered. He's actually personally gone out to places, and they've given him like audio and video, and he's taken pictures and stuff like that, and uh, a couple of occasions. He's like, hey, we need to go do this Bigfoot hunt. I've got, you know, this this place over here. And uh, the thermal and the night vision is what we were lacking to really put it together and do it. So I see a Bigfoot hunt in our future, guys. <laughs> well, as long as we Seriously. can shoot him. <laughs> well, and that's what I told him. I was like, hey, I'm bringing the 300 blackout. And <laughs> if I don't like what I see, I'm going to shoot it. <laughs> so, <laughs> I think you know that might have been something that put the kibosh on it, you know, from there. But uh, I'm still working on that. So if I can get a Bigfoot hunt uh, organized, you guys in? Yeah. I'm in. I'm in. Sure. Yeah. Don't be too enthused, Rich. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, sure. <laughs> well, show me, show me that documentary evidence first, and then. Uh, no, I will. I will. No, it. definitely. I will. Uh, I will Rich. present you with all the uh, evidence because Rich I'm a. Says, show me the facts. I'm a huge the skeptic only, myself. The only picture I've seen is that that one that one uh, Harry and the Anderson looking guy in the forest with <laughs> one hand forward and one hand back. I got you. <laughs> looking I got over. You. 
Well, there's no pictures, but he's got he's got like I said, he's got some audio, and then he's got like pictures of like I don't know broken crap and stuff like that. But it, it was pretty cool. Yeah, we'll have to. Uh, cool. What state are we going to hunt him in? Because we got to look up the. This uh, is actually the in Tennessee. <laughs> this is actually in Tennessee. So I haven't looked him up in Tennessee. You know what's crazy is there's a bunch of states where well i say a bunch okay when when i say a bunch it's more than like two right uh, to me because you know we live in america land of the free right america. um there's several states that it's illegal to hunt certain well it's illegal to hunt certain animals at night everywhere but it's illegal to hunt predators at night with uh anything other than like a handheld light mm-hmm. or sometimes it's illegal to hunt them even uh, with the handheld light or, you know, and you can't use night vision or thermals because it, um, enhances light is what they say or something. But here's what I, I, I'm trying to remember what state it is, but it was hilarious the way it was worded. Um, it was, you can hunt coyotes at night, but not with artificial light or night vision or thermal. And the justification of it was, it, it says for safety reasons. But that's, that's not <laughs> so, hunting. No, you can go out there and on a nice snowy night with a full moon, you can shoot coyotes, but okay. you can't do it with artificial light for safety. Oh, for safety. I got you. <laughs> yeah. That's tell ridiculous. me how that's safer. That's not. Shooting, yeah. Shooting shit that you can't even see. It's just like, you know, making suppressors, you know, having all the tax laws and everything with suppressors. I mean, it, it's safer if you have a suppressor for everybody's hearing. Right. Yeah. But all the man, those criminals will get them and they'll start assassinating people. Uh, they will. You know, there'll be an assassination <laughs> spree. Speaking of suppressors, I, I won't hunt without suppressors anymore. Everybody says, hey, take me hunting or whatever. I'm like, do you have a suppressor or do you have a thermal? And they're like, no, you're not going. Yeah. <laughs> well, I know that suppressors are legal in Tennessee. Yeah. You can hunt with suppressors. I'm not. Yeah, sure. we can here too. not sure about the uh, night vision and whatnot, though. I know in Kentucky. Check. I think in Kentucky you can't, because um, I looked that up, because we were looking at going up to Rock Castle and getting yeah. with the nobles up there and maybe doing something. But I'm fairly certain it was illegal. I, I think Kentucky might be one of those states where it's illegal to hunt at night, um, unless it's like with dogs and tree and coons and stuff like that. That's <laughs> right. That's like, dude, it's weird. I'm telling you, the laws are weird. There's certain exceptions. It's like you can hunt at night, but only if you're using dogs to tree raccoons yeah. that's the only hunting you can do at night and, and they then gotta you can be use red dogs light. they can't be brown <laughs> yeah <laughs> they gotta be red yeah they, they have to be purebred akc registered <laughs> it's crazy well you, you know what i'm hearing and that that's going to lead us into this hey ralph simplify do or die hold them high at eight tonight it is time for the talking lead jack wagon of the week so brace yourself baby all right so the train has stationed and I do believe we're going to have a full jack wagon train this week. So here, here's my jack wagon. First one. I've got several. And this goes back to the videos that you've been doing, Nick, of the night hunting. Mm-hmm. Um, I watched one on one of your – and it's not going to be you, so don't, don't get defensive. Uh, I was kind of hoping <laughs> We could fight. Yeah, we could fight. We fight it out. Um. So you were, I think you were hunting uh, coyote. I think it was one of your coyote ones. Or did you? Did you did some fox, didn't you? Uh, yeah, there's some video uh, on the uh, Beastmaster channel. There's not any fox right now, but uh, yeah, on on yeah. Facebook. On I your Facebook, some fox yeah, videos. I think it was. I think it was one where you were doing some uh, fox hunting, 
and there was this this guy that made a comment about, "Ooh, you're you know big man shooting little poor defenseless little oh, yeah. little fox." There's a lot of those guys, you know, kind of thing. And you're like, they're you know they're varmints. They they eat farmers' chickens, and you know they kill their livestock. And turkey, yeah, then the whale, yeah, exactly. And this guy just it, he just kept going on. And his arguments were just so, I mean, you could tell the guy was just ignorant. I mean, he was just all emotion. His his arguments were all emotion. Do you know which one I'm talking about? Oh, yeah, yeah. It was the one that I sent him the rainbow that says, the more you know. <laughs> exactly. So <laughs> yeah. so talk about that. that. That's hilarious. So talk about the video. Oh, uh, okay. I'm trying to remember exactly which video it was. But, yeah, I mean, it was basically we're, we're set up calling, and uh, there's some fox come in, and uh, we blast them and, you know, we're shooting with two twenty threes. It's not exactly pretty. Um, but you know, our, our objective is to, uh, remove them from the property and, uh, keep them from killing chickens. And, uh, we've specifically, we've got peacocks out here uh, at our place and turkey and quail, they decimate the bird population basically. And this guy was going on and on and on about, well, you're hunting them at night. Don't you know that turkeys roost at night and, you know what? And I was like, "What?" You're like, "What?" <laughs> yeah. So uh, I educated them on, you know, gray fox have retractable claws, so they can climb trees. So if they wanted to get up in the trees and and uh, you know get them, they could. And I don't know if he didn't believe me or what. And then he brought up something else, and there was a few other people that came to my defense. It was pretty funny. Yeah. But uh, it, it was, ended up it being you know just a super long thread of comments. And um, but what these people do is they they're watching your video and they see these, you know, these and it's. Through the thermal, you know, so you can't really see it, but you can see the, you know, the thermal vision of the cute little puppy is what it looks like. It's a cute <laughs> little puppy hopping around in the field, and then, you know, he gets blasted, and then you hear this whimpering, you know. Well, that might be the call, too. Sometimes you hear the call, because yeah. we switch the call. If we shoot a fox, we switch the call to fox distress, so that way... And that, and that could be what it... But the guy didn't... He didn't understand that, so it well, sounded like it was... It was the sometimes fox. you get fox like screaming, so it's kind of yeah. it can be a little bit brutal, right? But I mean, again, it's this, you know, it's all emotion. This guy had all emotion, and he's not thinking that the damage that these things are doing to farmers' <clears throat> livestock and the bird population, and you know, the need to have the eradication service that you're providing. So, well, and there's a reason that it's open season year round, uh, by any means necessary. You know, it's it's if if we were out here, you know, uh, and the the fox were on the brink of extinction, we wouldn't be trying to wipe them out. <laughs> right, exactly. But yeah, it's uh, be people, illegal, people, but it's not. <laughs> so yeah, and and I'm throwing and that guy on the jack wagon train. That that guy's going on the jack wagon train. If I people, knew his name, I would call him out. But I, don't, oh, I, don't I can't remember. remember. People do get emotional though um, about animals, and I understand. We have animals, and we love our animals. But these are wild animals that will eat our animals. Um, and you know, and and a lot of the comments, like on the pig videos, especially, I'm sure Rich gets this on a lot of his, um, wild pig videos. Oh yeah. That's how I know, that's how I know my video is doing well. Yeah. (laughs) The more people get, the, the more, you know, you made it to the mainstream. So always, it used to just really make me mad. You put a video, you work hard on it. It's a really good video. You get. 50 thumbs up and there's always that one person who gives you the thumbs down no matter what yeah i used to get pissed off but now 
if people are cussing me and threatening my family and saying I should die, I know I made a good video. <laughs> well, and, and here's where I was going with that. People don't understand, okay? They're, one of the biggest comments that I see that's repetitive is people say, oh, well, that was unethical. You shot that animal and it ran off and you didn't track it down and make sure it was dead. People don't understand when, okay, traditional hunting in Texas, you sit in a deer stand and a good deer comes in or whatever deer you decided you want to shoot, uh, you put a good vital shot on it and the deer runs away, right? It doesn't, I mean, okay, granted, they fall over dead sometimes. Sometimes. A lot of times they run off. And guess what? You can double lung and heart shot it and it'll run 200 yards sometimes. And the preferred method is you stay in the deer stand for 30 more minutes to make sure that when you get out, that animal's dead. You could because you don't want to go walk after it, and while it is basically bleeding out, it's trying to run away from you, right? Because then you're it adding to its pain and suffering, right? Mm-hmm. An animal that's shot is just going to die. I mean, that's it. It's it's a matter of we try to put good shots on them. If they run, we don't just you know let them run off. We try to put more shots on them so they go down immediately because we want to harvest it zane how much how much how much pork have we harvested out there how many thousands of pounds oh i don't a lot a lot know? so it's it's bacon's it, good yeah i mean we we want to <laughs> we want to remove the pigs from the property it and we don't intentionally shoot them in the legs you know just to watch them flop around but if they're running and we take a running shot and it's and it's not a solid hit then we're going to follow it up mm-hmm. or we're going to go find that animal and put it down so the repetitive oh well this is unethical and those are terrible shots and whatever okay you get out there in the middle of the night with 40 pigs and uh you know that your your goal is to remove them from the property and and you know see what happens so yeah, you're, you're not putting five in each one you're putting a few good hits in each one and moving on to the next and then coming right. back and that animal, just like that deer, usually they're dead by the time you get back to them. Right. And that, that animal, just like that deer is going to die. You know, it, it's a pig, especially, I don't know why they're built like tanks <laughs> and a bullet can go right through them and do a massive amount of damage to all the vitals. And that pig can run for a long time. So it's just like the deer that you shot from your hunting stand being all, you know, um, righteous about a clean kill well this is a clean kill i just happened to be able to film the animal running you know <laughs> right so yeah that guy's definitely on the, the wagon he is on the jack wagon train it's all right so i got it warmed up what do you guys got who wants to go silence silence I'll rich go. i'm gonna pick on rich he's too okay, he's rich. too quiet all right Come i on, guess rich. i'll go well i might have to out myself while i do it <laughs> okay um I guess I'm going to have to throw the state of California on the jack wagon. The whole stage? Um, <laughs> the whole stinking and, state? Uh, yeah. Yeah. And uh, it hurts because I'm from California, a recovering Californian, so uh, <laughs> it, it hurts to throw my people under the bus or throw them on the wagon. But um, I, I, saw this, uh, I saw this video on the news uh, not too long ago where there were uh, – um, feral hogs in uh, a suburban neighborhood in uh, San Jose, and they were just going, um, just tearing up people's lawn right by their driveway, and just just tearing it up. And uh, the people over there in California, they didn't know what to do. I mean, they don't know what to do with these pigs, and uh, it's only going to get worse. 
and they don't let you they don't let you hunt at night over there you got to get tags for pigs um they're in trouble <laughs> they're in trouble once those pigs get down into those agricultural fields and they start they start tearing so what up. are they um, is there like a, some kind of proposal that the 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 state or whatever the county's going to come in and eradicate these or are they they're just saying too bad so sad you guys you can't have guns so you can't kill them go spear hunting i don't i don't know what what their plans are i think the only probably, time, they, they won't even let them kill them probably the only time i've seen uh california do something about it or take extreme measures was uh out on the the channel islands off uh off of southern california they had feral hogs on there and uh I guess the feral hogs were causing these golden eagles to fly out to this island and uh the golden eagles would actually eat the hogs but not only did they eat the hogs but they ate this endangered fox that was out on the island and that was the only <laughs> place it existed yeah. so only only at that point uh did they decide to take action and I think they they hired some uh oh some Australians gosh. uh to come in with helicopters and and uh, exterminate the pigs. <laughs> Australians a, in helicopters. Oh my god! Yeah. Add, and add I, the state deficit. Good job. Yeah, I thought that was interesting. They they picked Australians. I guess. Why didn't uh, they just call somebody in Texas? Uh, pride. We won't I go think, to California. I think it's pride. <laughs> oh my gosh! Yeah. Let's bring in uh, somebody from another country to help with our hog eradication when there's professionals people that do it every single day right next door to us there's uh, the federal government employs people to to kill pigs and coyotes so i mean yeah california <laughs> they they got to be all boutique about everything let's get somebody from australia <laughs> let's get uh, the crocodile hunter to come in <laughs> take care of our pig population Oh, ridiculous. Good jack wagon, man. Good one. like that. All right, who's next? Zane or Nick? I got to break it up. I know where Zane's going, so I'm going to break it up and and go off the hunting. Um, I'm going to throw – what is today's date? Today is is the 8th, December December 8th. 8th. I'm going to throw the holidays on the jack wagon. (laughs) The holidays? The holidays, man. The only thing I like about the holidays is when they're over. Why? Uh, it, you know, I, I don't mind um, seeing family and everything like that. I enjoy that aspect of it. Yeah. But I like the normalcy of a schedule and something about just everybody trying to plan everything for me bothers the crap out of me. So is it the holiday or is it <laughs> actual the people? Um, How people no, get during I mean, the holidays? It's the holidays interfering with everyday life. I think that's <laughs> so, it. Okay. <laughs> But but the, it's the people that interfere with your everyday life. It's the people trying to make the holiday. Don't don't hate the holiday. Come on, it ain't the holiday's fault. Dude, paint me green. Call me the Grinch. <laughs> You're the Grinch. I got you. <laughs> so is there a particular holiday? Is it just this time of year holidays? Um, so what about Halloween? I would, oh, Halloween's awesome. Okay. October's my favorite month. We talked about that earlier off the air. October's my favorite month. You know, the weather's cooling off. The hunting's getting good. And uh, it's it is literally the best month for weather in Texas. It's like zero wind, low chance of rain, 
and cool weather so it's awesome yeah. but uh and halloween's just entertainment you know it's not i wouldn't really consider it a holiday it's really not a holiday yeah yeah um but yeah i'd say like a week before thanksgiving until the day after christmas yeah <laughs> so i don't like i don't dislike the holiday i like the holidays and i like what the holidays are supposed to represent no, I'm what i hate there. what i hate is the people who commercialize and twist and can you know, try to conform the holidays to their specific agenda. I guess right. that's the word I'm looking for. That's yeah. what I hate. And I and I want to throw those people in the jack wagon train. <laughs> You're adding to your jack wagon already. Oh, my jack. I've not even touched on all mine yet. So. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I so more. I think, uh, I mean, maybe so, but it's, it's, it's this time of year, I guess you could say. Yeah. It's the people, the way they act. The commercialism. I hate that. Black but Friday. I do love the Black Friday and the Cyber Monday sales. Yes. <laughs> I'm so I'm so tired of that. I'm so tired of that. Best so time of the year to buy your gear and your guns and whatever you want, your shoes. I'm over it. Dude, I just got a great deal on some Palladian multicam shoes. I don't even know what that means. You, do you know what a Palladian <laughs> is? Palladium uh, boots? No. Okay, it's a brand of boot. Okay. And they have official multicam, which sponsored the Talking Lead Show. Thank you very much. Multicam is awesome. My yes. favorite color. Yes, they are. And uh, I got, I've, I just picked me up a pair. Uh, got like 30% off the sales price already. So I ended up bagging them for like 50 bucks. See, that's good. Yeah. But I, I think I'm just to the point where it's like Black Friday, Cyber Monday. I'm so tired of it. If I want something, I'm going to go buy it. <laughs> Yeah, but listen, dude, you got to save your money. Don't buy throughout the year. Just wait. Have a little self-discipline. Wait till Cyber Monday, Black Friday, this time of year, and you're going to get like double what you could get any other time. And then what, Marty? Then you can buy more stuff. You're turning into the people that you hate. No, I'm not. Because I buy that. <laughs> I get what I want, and I'm done. And I don't buy anything else for the rest of the time until that time next year. You're selling out. What? <laughs> Did you not listen to my Black Friday uh, Cyber Monday special show? Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> I do like watching all the videos from like Walmart on Black Friday. <laughs> well, and then there's the other thing is the entertainment of watching all the people that get upset and yeah. go and you know, they get in the brawls and Yeah, no, that's awesome. Oh, I got a I got another jack wagon. That 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 reminds me that was much better. I knew, triggered, I knew triggered it, subconscious. We're, we're vertical start a domino videos. Thing. Vertical videos. There you go. Whenever whenever somebody's taking the video of a fight or something that's going on, they put their phone up vertically <laughs> and you try to play it on your phone or something like that on YouTube and you get that vertical stripe you can see like uh like one fifth of uh, yes. your screen on there on the video. Yes. Drives me nuts. Yeah, I hate that. It should just be banned. You shouldn't be able to upload it. When you're trying to upload that, they should just exit right there. There should be a filter, yeah. Well, you think the cell phone companies would fix that? I blame the cell phone companies. Well, Facebook has done the exact opposite, so get ready, because if we're going to try and do a Facebook Live video, it's got to be vertical. <laughs> I think they've got like a a little stick or something we can put our phone in, and we can just make sure it's that way. No, it it's it. The video has to be vertical. I'm telling you, on Facebook Live, I think they actually make it a square, which isn't as bad, but it still sucks. But it all depends on how you hold your phone, right? Nope. If you hold your phone sideways, everybody's gonna be turning their head because it's <laughs> gonna be sideways on their screen. But mine orientates. 
Not on Facebook Live. It doesn't? Nope. Oh. Well, so we probably need to practice a few times. <laughs> yeah, maybe so. Beforehand, we need to practice a couple of times. We need to do that. All right, who's next? Another jack wagon? All right, I'll go with mine. All right, so there's this uh, sheriff. Is it is that what you call him, a sheriff in Milwaukee? Here we go. All right, so Milwaukee police chief blames right to carry for crime. This is uh, Tuesday, December 6, 2016. If you're old enough to remember LP Records, or wrote it, and this uh, is by Marshall Lewin, so I'm not... Uh, What's what's it called when you steal somebody else's plagiarism? Play, yeah, I'm not plagiarizing, so this is I'm giving dude proper credits here. Uh, this is on America's First Freedom dot org. If you're old enough to remember LP records or rotary phones, you remember the expression in, "in like Flynn." One origin story for the saying is that a New York City political boss who rose to power during FDR's presidency was named Edward J. Flynn, and whenever Boss Flynn Back to candidate, that politician was automatically in, hence in like Flynn. Today's story is about another Edward Flynn, Milwaukee's current police chief, who also seems to be more politician than patrolman. The guy who's always there at the press conference with his uniform, his medals, his gold stars, his scrambled eggs, who always gets quoted by the press because he always has a soundbite and a scapegoat to blame when crime goes up. Last week, Chief Flynn was back in the headlines again. Now that Milwaukee is seeing levels of violence unseen since Jeffrey Dahmer's 17 murders were unearthed in 1991. Holy crap, Jeffrey. <laughs> that's, that's a good association. Jeffrey Dahmer, yeah. Holy crap. Uh, so Chief Flynn is elbowing his way to the podium to blame, you guessed it, your right to keep and bear arms. And this is his quote. This is Chief Flynn's quote. He said, I can tell you... Anecdotically, we're seeing a number of shootings involving concealed carry permit holders, many of whom have extensive criminal records, Chief Flynn told USA Today Network, Wisconsin. But I'm not allowed to tell you how many or whom because the law has been carefully written to prevent analysis of that information. So... Here's my question, is that if they're applying for these concealed carries and they're getting the background checks and going through the whole process, how are they? How do they have extensive criminal records? I say it sounds like a personal problem. So it says the truth, and Chief Flynn knows it, is that under Wisconsin's concealed carry law, signed uh, as Act 35 by Governor Scott Walker in 2011, Applicants for a Wisconsin Wisconsin carry license undergo a detailed background check. And if they can't pass that criminal background check, guess what? They don't get a permit. They don't get a permit if they've been convicted and in some cases even accused of a wide variety of offenses, some serious, some not so serious. Maybe he's uh maybe he's picking and choosing what he wants based on what a criminal record is, quote-unquote. Because if you were uh, convicted of shoplifting when you were 17 years old, then you have a criminal record. Right. And I'm pretty sure, don't quote me, but I'm pretty sure if you're like 30 and you hadn't done anything else, then you could probably get a CHL. 
But if Chief Flynn knows they have extensive criminal records, why isn't he arresting them and putting them in jail to begin with? Exactly. Because of the law. Because he's blaming the law. No, uh, he's he's blame he's blaming concealed carry people. He's an idiot. So well, welcome to the Jack Wagon Train. If you guys want to read more on that, like I said, it's on uh America's First Freedom dot org, Marshall L E L E W I N Lewin. Uh Tuesday, December and I'm sure there's other articles out there about this Jack Wagon too. I mean he just looks like a like a douchebag. I'm looking at his picture right now. It's like <laughs> This looks like somebody's holding a small turd up under his nose. <laughs> what is his name? Tell me again. Uh, yeah. His name is Flynn. Edward Flynn. I'm about to Google him. Milwaukee's current police chief. This is uh, the white guy with gray hair? Yep. Yeah. His nose. <laughs> yeah, the way he's like, it yeah. looks like he's smelling something he doesn't like. Exactly, Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I don't like that guy. It's like somebody's got a little a little turd the size of a uh, um, a little pig in a blanket holding it up under his nose. There. <laughs> That's kind of where Nick's at on his mustache right now. No, it's not a mustache, dude. No, he has no what mustache. It? It's a it's his upper lip. <laughs> oh, it is. He just looks like he's he looks like he's sniffing something and he doesn't like it. Yeah. <laughs> he's smelling uh. himself. Because he is yeah. a jack wagon. So welcome to the jack wagon chain. Uh, what's his name? Ed Flynn. Ed Flynn. Who's next? Anybody else got another one? Zane's got one. Well, I guess I guess I'll go. Mine's pretty simple. It doesn't. It's not near as complicated. I'm just. <laughs> I'm. I'm. I'm, piss, I'm pissed at all the people that uh, try to call coyotes, and all they're doing is training them to uh, run away from calls. The the one you, can, you know right away when you go into a place and you turn a call on, and coyotes just start coming that they haven't been called, and then you'll go somewhere else and you'll turn a call on and they just look at you like, yeah, we we've done this shit before, <laughs> or they run away. <laughs> yeah, well, I ain't falling for that, dude. So can you give us an That's example it. of a coyote call? You want me to make the noise? What do y'all want? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. No, I think I'm going to pass on that deal. <laughs> oh, come on, man! <laughs> I want we got to know we got to have something to compare it to. Treat our no. listeners. Tr treat our listeners. Come on, Zane. Give them a lip squeak, Zane. Yeah. That's a terrible. You calling your dog? <laughs> come on. Yeah. Hang on, hang on. I get it. I get it. See if you can hear Tell me if you can hear this. You hear that? Yes. Hey. That's a that's. Hey. That's a lip hey, squeak. We, we all know our roles. <laughs> Nick's the caller. I'm the killer. Uh, you open the you gate. Go. That's what you're saying. <laughs> so you're the one who ruins it for everybody, Zane. Uh, Zane does ruin it for everybody. His phone goes off like in the middle while we're hunting. We got like seven coyotes coming in. His phone starts ringing. Zane, come on, man. Yeah. I'm like, hey, I'm busy. Yeah. Get your phone. Yeah. And, then, and then he's like talking on the phone while we're hunting. And he's like, hey. We got to go get these cows in. Come on. And we're like, dude. <laughs> I can't imagine how our hunt's going to be because we're going to be trying to do Facebook live and <laughs> oh, podcasting and everything during the hunt. If we have a week to do, to do it, then we can prep and get it, get it ready. Okay. All right. No, it'll, be, it'll be good. One way or another. We'll put Zane up in the helicopter. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. Zane, ha Zane has a, what is that thing, Zane? Paraplane. Yeah. Nice. It's, it's the it's the pig killer. 
the pig killer. It like is. That. Yeah, pigs <laughs> fall off the trees. None of them get away. I can just I can just circle them and they just all die. They'll until, just look up at me like, "How are you seeing us?" Until you crash. I haven't crashed. I've had some hard landings, <laughs> different than a crash. I've got I've set off many ELSs. Yeah. Uh, all right, Gunny, get that jack wagon train out of here. Okay, so like long, longest jack wagon ever. It was it's close. <laughs> that was close. We've had we've Did had a couple a longer. Break? Did that jack wagon have a bathroom break in it too? It may have for you. Yeah, but it gets edited out. <laughs> All right, so we are we got the jack wagons taken care of, and now we want to talk a little bit more about the uh, the Beastmaster channel. Oh man, more Beastmaster, more Beastmaster, more Cobalt Kinetics uh, shooting. Let's 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 get into uh, some Cobalt Kinetics shooting. We hadn't talked about that in a while either. How are you guys I doing? Um, the Cobalt Connects team, how are you guys doing? Man, I think uh, unofficially, you know, there's not really any national statistics on three gun, but uh, I'm I'm fairly certain we're the uh, the winningest most three gun team in 2016. Um, I would say we, that's accurate. Yeah. Say that again. I would say that's accurate. Yeah. Um, we shot 30. I want to say we shot like 33, maybe 35 matches between the four of us, and we wow. had something like 19 wins. Uh, and you know, a win a win in three gun is hard to do. It's hard. It, you got two hundred people competing in a division. Uh, you know, top ten is solid. Uh, yeah. A win is awesome, and to do it nineteen times in one season is incredible. Yeah, that's awesome. And then uh, and three. I'm oh, sorry. In three national championships, uh, Keith, Keith, Rick, and Kalani all won their division in the uh, three gun nation nationals. I was going to bring that up. I was going to talk about the three gun nation. Yeah, you because know, that's kind of what the you know the big crowning achievement thing is now, right? Um, and so all three of them won theirs. Yeah, Kalani won open, Keith won uh, practical, and Rick won. Um, it's not limited, whatever what they call it, uh, factory. Factory, yeah. Cool. Congratulations to those guys. I knew Keith did, and Kalani. I I wasn't sure about Rick. So fantastic. Congratulations, to those guys. Now they're all going to be at shot, right? Oh, yeah. We'll all be there all week. Okay. So you guys are going to come to the secret squirrel room, right? Of course. It was, uh, that was definitely a highlight from last year. <laughs> okay. Definitely. Uh, and hopefully I'll have my uh, patches and uh, uh, new shirts by then. Nice. That'll get you guys some more t shirts. Now it's time for the talking lead back to fight the myths. And I think. Rich has got some night vision or thermal facts to fight the myth he wants to clear up. Am I right? Okay, well, uh, hmm, that's tough. I don't have necessarily a lot of facts, but I have some opinions. So okay. <laughs> I don't know if, this helps, if, if this helps your segment or not. Um, it's more of a pet peeve. Um, one thing, one thing I see a lot, or I hear a lot, or I read a lot, is people saying um, thermal imaging is uh, is only good for detection, um, like it's you know just a small component of hunting, um, and that basically uh, you need night vision in order to ID an animal or uh, or um, 
really see with any sort of detail and uh that's that's just not true with uh today's thermal um the technology is uh really far advanced um even some of the entry level thermals the performance is excellent on those and uh i i find it's actually easier to id an animal a lot of times with thermal uh than than with night vision um because with thermal you're not reliant on uh ambient light in order to in order to uh, generate an image. Um, you're just looking at a heat signature, and basically, with with those higher resolution uh, sensors, 640 by 480, and even some of the um, some of the lower ones, 384 by 288, uh, you can ID. Uh, you can tell the difference between uh, a deer and a hog. Uh, you know. God, I would hope somebody real, could be <laughs> real, tell the difference between real, a deer and real a hog. Real easy. Um, coyote, coyote and a hog, deer and a hog. Um, no problem so uh it's a myth it's it's something that's kind of perpetuated i think a lot online that uh, night vision is necessary for id um and that yeah. thermal is only only good for detection which is kind of another pet peeve uh for me that um downplaying the importance of detection when you're night hunting i mean uh when you're hunting at night detection is is basically everything because if you don't detect an animal um you're not going to be able to ID it anyways. Yeah. So, um, yeah. And what do you think, Rich? At uh, <clears throat> um, like a coyote or a varmint at uh, 200 yards, if it's not looking at you and you don't have an IR light bouncing off its eyes, you're not going to see it with night vision. Yeah, that's uh, that's an interesting thing that um, a lot of people may not realize is just it's how hard it is to see some some animals with night vision, especially uh, animals with light colored coats, uh, mm -hmm. deer. Uh, coyotes, stuff like that. Right. Uh, with night vision, you're you're looking at stuff, uh, and it um, basically a monochromatic screen. But you know, so it's not just IDing IDing a um, target or varmint or whatever you're hunting. It's not just being able to, you know, see details in their fur and their face and their you know their structure. It's their mannerisms too. Mannerisms can exactly, tell you exactly. can tell you what that um, animal is as well, and through the through the heat, through the thermal, you can see the mannerisms a lot better than through night vision. Oh yeah, am I wrong? Yeah, and you can you right? can see the characteristics. You're you're exactly right. I mean, um, <laughs> if you want to tell if something's a, either a deer or a hog, just wait. I mean, observe it for about. A minute or two and if that thing sticks its head up up above its shoulders and it has that big old skinny neck it's not a hog yeah so i mean if, I'll it, tell you. if it comes if it comes from the tree line and it if there's a big one a big football that runs out of the tree line <laughs> and it's got a little uh, uh 10 10 little tiny footballs falling behind it in a line it's not a coyote yeah it's not a duck so, <laughs> i'll tell you what the hardest thing to id is um is a deer at about, um, I'd say about 200 yards or more, laying down in thick brush or uh, we call them broomweed, and they've got their head sticking up because they're they hear you or whatever. That looks exactly like a coyote, mm -hmm. exactly because they have they have big ears and their head is about the same size, similar shape, uh, and their neck looks like a coyote body. So I will never shoot. Uh, at something in tall weeds that I think is a coyote until, like you said, I see it move 
and I can't because as soon as it moves, you can tell what it is. Because if it's a deer, it's going to stand up, right. uh, or it's going to lay its head down. But if it's a coyote, it'll you know it'll walk like a dog, and then you can start seeing more of its body and everything like that. But yeah, a, a deer in tall broomweeds is the toughest. Yeah, there are definitely some that are that are difficult. Um, another thing, another thing that gets me is just uh, um, you know people harping on uh, night vision for ID. Well. You know, what's the ID range? Uh, you know, how far can you positive ID something? Can you, can you get positive ID from, from 600 yards? And, uh, I mean, if you can't, if you can't tell what something is with thermal or with, with whatever you're using, just get closer, walk closer. That's why, I mean, that's why you have this stuff. That's why you use night vision. That's why you use thermal. That's yeah. why you hunt at night. Or if you can't you positively ID something, don't shoot it. To, you have the advantage of being able to to get closer to these animals uh, without them knowing. So um, yeah. if if you can't tell what something is, don't you don't have to. You're not obligated to shoot something once once you come up with a hunch <laughs> of what it may be. Um, yeah. If you're not sure, move closer until you find out. So yeah. um, and if you don't, don't shoot it. And exactly. Zane can attest to this. We've talked about it a lot. Um, thermals. I'm sure a rich can too, but thermals, it's really hard to get a good depth. Um, it's hard to estimate distance because you're looking at something that looks like a field covered in snow. And then you have a black signature out there that or for us, we use black hot usually, but, uh, it'll either be black hot, white hot, whatever. But for example, um, a fox at 50 yards looks just like a coyote at 150 yards or if it's standing still. Um, or a pig, a little piglet at 50 yards looks just like a really big pig at 300 yards. So it's, uh, it's it, hard to it, get depth perception. Yeah. Yeah. You have almost no depth perception. So we use range finders on the guns. So it's, yeah. that helps. But that's when, you know, you look at the mannerisms, that's when that comes into play and you, yeah, oh yeah. Helps you yeah. identify them too. So. Very good. Rich has been quiet this whole show and then he comes up with that. I mean, slamming to the totally <laughs> redeemed himself. <laughs> <laughs> uh, nice save anybody else got any facts to fight the miss that that's a hard one to follow right there that was good then you got one mm. i'm kind of out on that deal no facts to fight the miss. give us one on cattle give us something about cattle something on cattle yeah oh. zane how much how many cattle do you move every year oh i'm i don't even know what do you mean you don't know? How many cattle? How many cattle you buy and sell a year? Two thousand, probably. Two thousand cows a year come through your ranch. So, what's a what's a misconception about cattle that uh, that the average person has that you know is incorrect? Uh, they make money. <laughs> <laughs> the misconception is ranchers are rolling in dough. It may have something to do with your indoor pool at your house. Oh, could be. So maybe it's just the people that come to your house and see the uh, the nine thousand dollar thermal in the indoor pool. Maybe. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Come on, there's got to be something. Got to be something. Uh, do you get people who um, who contact you like from out of state and they they want to do you a favor by coming down and shooting your pigs for you? No. No, they they pretty much know they're coming coming here because they want to shoot them they don't they don't even pretend like they're doing me a favor uh-huh. <laughs> no it, he means do you get anybody that cold calls you and says hey i heard you had oh, a ranch no. you want you need you need some pig uh killing uh-uh 
No, just the. Uh, no, I've never had that happen. That's what you're talking about, right, Rich? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I guess I see it more online. Like sometimes, um, I see posted online. Uh, me and my buddies uh, from up up north, we're gonna take a trip down to Texas. Uh, so uh, we need you guys to give us some names of some some landowners with some pig problems, <clears throat> and uh, we'll go down there and take care of those those hog problems for them. <laughs> uh, no, I don't. It just it's just dead silence. Yeah, <laughs> and they're wondering. I can't believe these these ranchers uh, don't want us to come to the rescue and shoot all their pigs for them. Yeah. Yeah. So here, yeah, that's a good one. So I'll uh I'll, I'll throw Zane one here because he's the rancher. So a lot of people think like what Rich just was talking about that um the ranchers in Texas are just they're they're dying for people to come on their property and shoot pigs so they they're, they can just come to Texas and knock on a door and go shoot pigs which right. it's actually um, it, it's not true for a couple of reasons. Number one, um, there's money to be made and that always ruins everything because, uh, money is the root of all evil. Right. Um, but, <laughs> uh, the trail it, to happiness. There you go. <laughs> um, and then, and then there's a shocker that, that, uh, that people don't want a complete stranger. Uh, exactly. That, that was come, my number two coming onto their, onto their land with, with firearms. <laughs> Exactly. To go, yeah. to go blow some shit up. So, you know, not to say that ranchers won't happily let you come out and remove pests from their property, but you gotta, you gotta have, uh, some rapport first. It's, you know, if Zane, if, uh, if we hadn't shot on the same squad at that match, uh, and got to know each other over the weekend, you invited me to come hunt. If I had just, uh, called you and said, Hey, somebody, Bruce Pyatt told me you had some pigs to shoot. What do you think? Would you have been like, sure, or would you have been like, well, let me let me figure out who this guy is? Yeah, I would have, I would have at the most been like, let me see who this guy is, and yeah, at least been like, no, we killed them all. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, I got no I mean, pigs here, I guess, dude. <laughs> I guess that's not a good example because that's kind of like name dropping. Friend of a friend usually gets some consideration. Yeah, but, but I think I think people understand what you're saying. I mean, you just yeah. you're not going to let anybody just come hunt on your land. You know? Yeah. Like Zane's me. got some good stories about uh, some professional shooters coming out and not having quite the luck that we usually do. Yeah, yeah, you'd be uh, you'd be surprised when you add some speed to some guys that you know can really shoot, and it just completely changes the game. <laughs> people, people not a static target. Really good and really fast with both feet on the ground, and you start going forty miles an hour and zigging and zagging and. They can't hit shit. <laughs> <laughs> or they fall out of the back of the ATV. Oh, yeah, my we God. Had, we had one that had like a chronic problem of just falling out. <laughs> <laughs> was there was there alcohol involved with that? Uh, well, no, not before. There was some involved cleaning the cut before it got stitched up. There you go. Yeah, that's true. But, you know, some of them were in, in hot pursuit, and some of them were, you know, dead still at a game. It's like... <laughs> You hear a bunch of bunch of stumbling, and then oh my eye! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a Christmas story. You'll put your eye out. Yep. <laughs> Very good, uh, Nick. You got any any facts? Man, I, I I think I had one when we started this, uh, but I done run it's out. Lo- we've lost it. Huh? Yeah, I took over Zane's for him. Well, I think that was good. I mean, Zane, Zane had a good one, and Rich just—I mean, he, he knocked it out of the park, man. Great, great job on that, uh, Rich. Thank you. 
Thank you. Thank you very much. <laughs> so humble. Uh, so. <laughs> I'm the most humble guy ever. So Everybody we're running like really long. So is there is there anything else about the Beastmaster that we want to talk about or? Yeah, I mean, just in kind of wrapping up, we've um, talked about a lot of equipment and everything like that, um, and the new channel. Uh, the YouTube channel, the Facebook, and I, I really just want to ask everybody for their support because it, it is a hobby and it is fun and I'd probably be doing it uh, either way, but uh, if we can gain some support, then we can uh, invest more in equipment and uh, make Rich a millionaire by buying more of his stuff. And it's, you know, you get four of us out there hunting and there's, hunt. I mean, there's literally over $100,000 worth of equipment Um in, invested in that hunt so i'm not asking people for their money but i'm asking people for their support of the channel if you like it share it follow it uh, talk about it and uh give us a thumbs up check out rich's channel over at ultimate night vision there you go very good and i think i know i don't think i know leadheads are gonna love it they're gonna love the channel uh i've been excited about it ever since you and i've been talking about it and i am really looking forward to coming down there and doing that hunt in february it's gonna be awesome man it is going to be awesome. It's it's uh, you'll find out why why we came up with Beastmaster because it's there are some beasts out there. Yeah, and we've got some uh, some other cool things uh, we've been talking about too, bringing into the hunts uh, that involve maybe a twelve gauge and some suppressors and things like that too. So. Yes, Zane, that'll be Zane's favorite, I think, because he's all about chasing them, and that'll be a time to chase pigs and shoot them with twelve gauge. Oh yeah. But uh, we'll talk more about it once we seal up some sponsorship on that. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right. So I just want to uh, do a quick thanks, speaking of sponsors, uh, to all our sponsors of the Talking Lead Show, Nordic Components. Check them out at nordiccomp.com. Of course, Cobalt Kinetics. Check them out at cobaltkinetics.com. Check out the shooting team, uh, Nick, Rick, Kalani, and old man Keith. <laughs> <laughs> Silver uh, Fox. Those guys, the Silver Fox, that's right. <laughs> Those guys are tearing it up. What's everybody's? So we got the Silver Fox, uh, the Badger. Um, you we came up with some. Were you I the don't sheriff? Remember. Did we call you the sheriff? I don't remember what Wyatt, probably. And uh, Kalani already had a nickname, which he was the. Um, He's the, uh, the Hawaiian Jedi. Hawaiian Jedi, there you go. Which we came up with a new one for Kalani at the last match because somebody mispronounced his name uh, because I guess the K was messed up on the sheet and it was dark. It was a night match and they couldn't read it and they said Falani. So we're <laughs> Falani. So, so we're gonna start. We started calling him first degree Falani. That's awesome. <laughs> Don't commit a Falani. You'll go exactly. to jail. <laughs> There's a T-shirt there. I love that. Frontier Tactical. Make sure you check them out. FrontierTactical.com. And don't forget, uh, until the first of the year, they have that discount code still going where you get 20% off uh, anything on their website. I, I believe that's what that's good for. But definitely for their multi-caliber conversion system for your AR-15, Black Gun, Black Day. All one word, get you 20% off anything that they've got on their website there. Modern Spartan Systems, for all your gun lube and cleaning needs, check out Modern Spartan Systems. They even have some products for your vehicles and for your fishing gear, believe it or not. So check out ModernSpartanSystems.com. X-Steel Targets, they have some of the best, most affordable AR-500 steel targets that uh, money can buy. And uh, if you've got a certain target in mind, 
that you want. They can custom make those as well. So check them out at xsteeltargets.com. xsteeltargets. Multicam. Uh, you guys heard me talking about the new shoes that I uh, just got from Palladium, which Nick's never heard of. It sounds like something from Mission to Mars. Mission We're going to go to Mars and look for some palladium. Palladium, yeah. that's Got to mine it and bring it back to Earth. Got to fuel our ship up with some palladium. Got to cover it in multicam. <laughs> but if it's not got multicam on it, it ain't worth crap. But multicam, check them out, multicampattern.com. Of course, you guys know the lead sled is wrapped in the black multicam pattern. Maybe we could get the... Uh, Multicam to look into some Beastmaster wrapping of the ve- the Beastmaster vehicle. What do you call it? The Beastmaster. It's the Beastmaster. Just the Beastmaster. Okay. Yeah, it says it right on it. I bought some uh, bought some chrome letters from AutoZone, ripped off the Silverado, and put Beastmaster on it. That's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Multicampatter.com. Check them out. Glock, the official carry of left hand of talking lead. I carry the. You know what I carry, Nick? Uh, I don't know what you carry. What do you carry? A 19? I, I carry the 23. Oh, okay. Well, the Glock close. 23 and the 27. I carry two because I'm that important. Two is one, <laughs> one is none. <laughs> That's right. Uh, my 23, I still haven't got my 23 back yet. I'm having some custom work done on the 23. And it's just as soon as it gets back, I'm going to post the pictures. And, uh, I mean, some of you people will probably say it's cheesy, but I think it's going to be badass. It's going to look really cool. Rich, what do you carry? Glock 17 chopped down to a 19. There you go. Nice. Glock. Zane, I know what Glock. Zane carries. Zane carries a 300 blackout and a tranquilizer gun. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not joking. We're riding around and and uh, and there's a tranquilizer gun always nearby. Right there. Just What do you trank? Well, dates, cattle. <laughs> <laughs> That's the same thing, isn't it? Uh, not always. <laughs> <laughs> Aklas Defense, uh, those guys have a wide variety of products. Uh, they're suppressors uh, for the price and the quality. I mean, you can't beat their suppressors. Check them out at aklasdefense.com. Keltec, Keltec Weapons, there may be a surprise between the last sponsor that I talked about and this sponsor that I'm talking about. That has to do with the Beastmaster channel, but I'm not going to say what it is. Wink, wink. <laughs> Keltechweapons.com. And make sure you guys go to Mission 22. Support Mission 22. 22 veterans a day on average commit suicide. That is unacceptable. We have to get that eliminated, get it down to zero. Um, but their mission is to bring awareness uh, to the public, to America, that this is this is a problem. And without awareness, without people knowing about it, then things typically don't get taken care of. So we've got to bring this to the forefront of our nation because it is a tragedy. Mission 22. Check them out, mission22.com. And, of course, you guys know Sheepdog Impact Assistance. Those guys are awesome in taking care of disaster recovery across our nation. They get together groups of retired veterans uh, from the military, from law enforcement, from uh, fire departments, EMS services, and uh, they put together awesome disaster recovery teams. 
to help us through floods, through fires, through tornadoes and hurricanes, just any kind of natural disasters that we have um, throughout our nation. And then they also help our veterans uh, keep them active, let them know, uh, especially our disabled veterans, um, that uh, they still serve a purpose. So check them out, Sheepdog Impact Assistance, uh, and that's sheepdogia.org. You guys got anybody you want to plug? Plug your sponsors, man. Um, Do it. I think, uh, well, let's go down the list here, I guess. Uh, <laughs> of course, we talked about Cobalt Kinetics making awesome rifles. We talked a little bit about Gorilla Ammo doing awesome ammo. Zane's actually shooting Gorilla Ammo also. Uh, he's loving the 300 Blackout, the supersonic 300 Blackout. My favorite yeah. round, man. I love 300 Blackout. It's Blowing those pigs up. It is my um, favorite round. We mentioned Timney Triggers. Uh, I'm running those in all my competition guns, my hunting guns. Uh, Zane's running in his hunting gun now, too. Um, Agency Arms. We talked a lot about Glock. If you want to trick out Glock, Agency Arms. There you go. It's the company to talk about or talk to. S3F Solutions, also related to Glock. They do sweet ass barrels. Um, cool. Let's see who else. I need to talk to them. I need to get a barrel for mine after yeah. I get tricked out. Yeah, they'll do it. Um, Warren Scope Mounts. Oh, I love uh, those guys. Yeah, Warren. they're they're an awesome company. Very supportive of the sport. Uh, Proof Research. Can't do without the carbon fiber barrel anymore. It is just that good. Who else? Carbon Arms for shotgun stuff is more competition related. And then uh, Guns Plus. We mentioned uh, Kyle up at Guns Plus. He does all my gunsmithing and everything like that. And, of course, can't leave out Copperhead Creek Shooting Club. It's an awesome range down here. Marty will have to go out there whenever you come down. Heck yeah, uh, The guys out there are awesome. Uh, they, they support me a lot. And I wouldn't be able to practice four days a week if I didn't have the support of a local range. Those local ranges are important, just like uh, Royal Range here in Nashville and the Nashville Armory, which uh, we visit quite frequently. And I'm trying to talk Ultimate Night Vision into something, but goddamn, Rich drives a hard bargain. <laughs> he's just he's the hard ass, isn't he? He just sits there and listens. Rich, tell people again about your uh, your website and your um, your store www.ultimatenightvision.com, uh, your ultimate source for night vision. Uh, we have uh, rentals nationwide. Uh, try it out before you buy it. Which is awesome. I love that. That is awesome. That is awesome. You guys got to check them out, man. If you're just thinking about dabbling in night vision, just order some, rent, You know, check it out, play around your house, play around your backyard with it. Uh, obviously, find out about the laws hunting with that in your, in your areas, but... Uh, they're not responsible for that. Oh, yeah. Uh, <clears throat> one more I wanted to mention, uh, not necessarily an official sponsor, but Bear Bloom at Last Shadow uh, has helped me out a lot uh, with night vision and thermals and some equipment. And Last Shadow is a company that books ground hunts and aerial hunts. So if you do want to come to Texas, like we were talking about earlier, and shoot some pigs, uh, you got to pay for it, but you can do it from a helicopter if you contact Last, Last Shadow. Last Shadow. That'd be awesome. And by the time you guys have, have heard this episode, I will probably already have been back from my trip to Naples. I'm going down to uh, do some training with CAA and Hartman Optics on the uh, Micro Roni system and uh, Hartman Optics uh, MH1 uh, reflex site. So um, there will be a lot of information coming from that here in the next couple of probably episodes. So Something to look forward to. Did we say uh, did we say Facebook dot uh, com slash Beastmaster Hunting enough times and uh, <laughs> Beastmaster Nick Atkinson on YouTube? That's right. You guys make sure you support Nick and the new channel. Send him some uh, 
suggestions. You got any suggestions oh, on a request. hunt or anything? Well, yeah, let's take let's take requests. That'd be cool for footage. Yeah, Rich, you could get in on that because uh, you hunt almost as much as I do. I think Zane does too. Do. Zane needs to get a DVR. <laughs> oh, we need to get Zane a DVR. I need, Zane, I need to find a good deal on a DVR. If if you watch the videos uh, on my Facebook that I posted, you know, over the last several months, and that I'm going to post on Beastmaster page, and you think I kill a lot of pigs, Zane is there for most of them, and he has killed a hundred times as many as I have, probably. All right, guys, that wraps up another episode of the Nordic Components Talking Lead podcast. And as always, leadheads, keep your loved ones close and, and your, your fire, keep your fire closer. <laughs> Especially in the dark. When they're good and hot. The thermal on your <laughs> firearm. Or when they're really expensive. <laughs> I think Zane hung up on us. He's like, screw y'all. I'm dead. Fuck this. I'm going to go bang this date. <laughs> cool. All right, guys. That's a long ass show. But usually we're one take mofos. So uh-huh. <laughs> he's like, uh huh. <laughs> He's like, I, I listen, I just I'm wrapping up a date here. I want to get this done. One take. <laughs> <laughs> and go. Okay. <clears throat> I would say it depends. That's the answer. <laughs> depends <laughs> on your lawyer how good who, he is. Somebody who used to be a lawyer, uh the answer is always it depends. You used to be a lawyer? Yep. Oh, you're fired. <laughs> <laughs> I used to be a lawyer. Where did you work? Operative. Um, I worked at helping people out. Oh, that's a soft spot. So you were a really bad lawyer. No oh, shit. <laughs> I'm changing my jack wagon to lawyers. Yeah. <laughs> you can do that. Just kidding. We love you, Rich. Appreciate that. <laughs> Keep your firearms close. Firearms closer. That's right, that suck. Suck. Take two. <laughs> Terrible. It's Zane. Okay, it's Zane. It's like All right, one, on, two, on, bang. Yeah, not on, one, two, not on, three, not bang. On or three, one, two, bang. All right, one, two, bang. We're going to go one, two, bang. All right? <laughs> okay. You ready? Yeah. One, two. And your firearms closer. Firearms closer. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> Take three. One, two, bang.